Hello, hello. Hello, good people. How's everyone out there? All right, so we've been talking about this cabin thinking. Tonight's lesson can't get any more basic, but it's a real need. And the title of the lesson is, Do You See Me? Do you see me? And, you know, as a part of a church body, or maybe you're not a part of a church body, but you're out there and you're having some difficulty with relationships. And a lot of people have decided to just plow through this life and just say, I got to do what I got to do. Relationships has now have disappointed you to the point where you don't want to try anymore. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that you still need people. We are not meant to be an island by ourselves. No man is an island. We still need God. We still need relationships. We still need the people of God to work out our soul salvation. And I want to start with this little poem that says, we ask the leaf, are you completing yourself? And the leaf answers, no, my life is in the branches. We ask the branch and the branch answers, no, my life is in the root. We ask the root and it answered, no, my life is in the trunk and the branches and the leaves. Keep the branches stripped of leaves and I shall die. So it is with the great tree of being. Nothing is completely and merrily individual. So that, that, that little saying just shows how much we are so dependent on something else to complete us. And God put us here as a community to help each other, to help each other. And like I said, we can't get no more basic than this, yeah. but we need each other. And at a time like this, the devil will come and tell you that nobody cares about you. Yeah. Yeah. You're invisible. No one sees you. No one cares. You don't make the list. You know, he'll come to you and convince you of all these things. And now is a time where he starts to accuse the people of God and accuse you at the same time. So we have to be very careful. And the last thing we want is somebody that we know to be suffering in silence. Yes, yes. We don't want anybody to be suffering yes. in silence because that creates, that is like a turmoil in itself. Yes. But we are meant to be a part of each other. We are meant to share yes. in each other's victories as well as when we are being attacked. Yes. Yes. So I want to read this scripture. And it's in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And it says, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the continence of his friend. How do we sharpen and improve one another in character, attitude, and mind? And we have to look at each other. We are here to sharpen each other. Yes. So even that person that you think that, oh, I don't even regard them. They are there to yes. sharpen your character, yes. to sharpen yes. your faith, to sharpen your walk with Christ. Yes. All right? Iron sharpeneth iron. The big answer is found in what we say to one another, our encouragement, our challenges, our suggestions, our discussions, constructive criticism, ideas, and our concise and our wise counsel help our friends. Yes. 
Our behavior deepens our relationships and closeness in the body of Christ. Both Joshua had Joshua and Caleb, David and Jonathan sharpen one another in difficult circumstances. Uh -huh. They made each other better. Yes, yes. Your closest friends will be like phosphorus. Your uh -huh. friendship will be the will be best seen when it's dark. Yes. So you yes. don't even know what you have until you go through. Yes. But you yes. still have to allow people to come into your your sphere uh -huh. without a lot of reservations. Yes. Okay? Yes. And we got, you know, you got your cheering squad. Your your people is your cheering squad, okay? So if you're down and you call and you can reach out cuz sometimes Sometimes you can be so low to you need somebody to pray for you. You know, you need those people in your life. I don't know if you're out there and somebody has texted you when you were really, really down and that text message made a difference or somebody sent you an email or somebody sent you a card yeah. or flowers. I remember one Sunday because see, I know you can be at the right place. And the wrong thing is chasing you down. Exactly. And I remember one Sunday and I was sitting in church and depression was about to run me down. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, because what happens is Satan takes something that is justified uh -huh. and then he adds all these other things on to the justification, yes. which are wrong uh -huh. to spin you spiraling out of control. But I remember getting to that place and I remember actually getting receiving a card before service uh -huh. saying that you have what it takes. The person put a gift in and everything. The gift did not even compare to the words that were yes, in that card. Yes, and yes. to know that God could lay you on someone's heart to come through at just the right time, uh -huh. it means a lot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be open to receive from others. We have to be open and receptive to receive. They are our iron that sharpens uh -huh. iron. True friends will help you to do better. True friends are concerned about what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't like what's best for us. Right. We want right. what makes us feel good and what makes us look good, but it may not be the best solution for us. Yes. But a good friend will tell you the truth. Yes. True friends are concerned. They will bring out the best in you, not the worst. Moses had an Aaron and a Joshua. David had his Jonathan. Naomi had her Ruth. Uh -huh. Elijah had Elisha. Yes. Jesus had his disciples. And even when you look at those friendships, you know, yes, yes. you see how they were further on. I mean, just imagine had Elijah died without Elisha. Elisha died without Elijah. Can you imagine what would have happened to the lineage of everything that he established? What about Moses? You know, you when you think about those people where would their lineage have been if there was not a friend there to help them? Uh -huh. And I love the fact, you know, like with Moses, you know, I love the fact that he had a handicap. Uh 
but he also had somebody else there to make up for his deficiencies. And in the kingdom of God, we have somebody there to make up for our deficiencies. Nobody has it all. So therefore we have to reach out. We have to reach out, not just sit there and wait for somebody to come to us, but we have to reach out. It's a, it's a part of what you are supposed to do. What we need is each other. And you can't just sit there and wait. You have to say, this is what I need. Being honest, being open, being transparent. It is time to throw off all of these facades, all of this. I need to look good. I need to say the right thing while I'm dying in silence. Uh We are here to help each other. We are here to help each other. Your genuine friends will challenge you. You know, you don't have a friend till you've been challenged All by right. the friend. Amen. They will challenge you and encourage you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. They will lovingly speak to you. And that's the other thing is you have to trust the motives of people. Come on, come now, on. it's not fair that one person hurts you and everybody else that follows them is getting the punishment of the person that attacked you or 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 did the wrong thing to you. You cannot punish everybody that comes in your life because one person hurt you. You are going to forfeit some really good relationships. You're going to forfeit some really good networking. You're going to forfeit. You could be forfeiting your destiny. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we allow God to heal us. We talked about spending time with God. It's so important that we lay out before God and let him be the perfect physician for us. And then let's not get to the point of pride. Pride stands in the way of a whole lot of the things that we need. When they are right at our fingertips, we allow pride to keep us hindered and hampered and isolated from the people of God. Iron sharpeneth iron. Iron sharpeneth iron, which means you need something just as hard and rough and tough as yourself to rub against you so that God can bring out his will. Friction, the removing of the dullness. And when they talked about it, I meant to go and get my knife Uh and my, and my, um, and my, and you know, the little knife sharpener. But when you keep slicing it against every good chef, you see with a sharp knife. Yes. And they keep sharpening it against that that one, that the other piece of iron, and they sharpen it. Yes. Because you got to realize, even if you're a knife and you're not sharp, then what good are you? Right. A dull knife is aggravated and, and it's just, you just move it on to the side and find you something sharper. Yes. But what good are you if you're not sharp enough? What good are you of you showing up to slice a piece of meat and all you can do is rub against it? But when we allow our brothers and sisters to rub us the wrong way, then we become sharp and we become usable and pliable for the kingdom of God. Uh We become that. Sharpening a knife requires iron, at least as hard as the knife. Once sharpened, a knife is bright, sharp, and ready for production. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Once sharpened, a knife is bright and sharp. It's yes. sharp. It's not just looking good. It is good for the job. Yes. Yes. So it's yes. ready. It's ready to be used. It's ready for, it's ready to be, it's, 
to be used in its optimal use. Come on. The counsel or companionship of our friends can affect our continents. This only means our face. It also refers to our spirit, our attitude, our conduct. Mm -hmm. A foul doesn't just make a knife look better. It makes it better. Yes. A man yes. sharpens, improves, and knocks off the dullness of his yes. friend. Yes. His relationship improves his friend's life. Uh -huh. Friends do the continue do this continually. It's a continual process. So just because you've been friend for 20 years does not mean that your friend is still not going to rub you the wrong way. Growth is the aim. Yes. Growth is the Growth. aim. Growth. Yes. The sharpening is continual. It also refers to our spirit, our attitude, our behavior, and our conduct. Mm -hmm. Conduct. A friend who knows you and knows who you are, understands where you've been, accepts who you've become, uh -huh. and still gently invites you to grow. All right. Lawrence Peters has noted that you can always tell a real friend by the fact that when you've made a fool of yourself, uh -huh. he doesn't feel you've done a permanent job. Come on, so come friends on. allow you to make mistakes and yes, grow. Yes, they allow yes. you to make mistakes and grow. Uh -huh. Your friend may also offer constructive criticism to make you sharper and to remove your dullness or what is ineffective in your life. Mm -hmm. He will help you in order to sharpen your character. Friends are like that, worth their weight in gold. A mm. real friend is worth their weight in gold. Yes, they yes. allow you to make mistakes. True friends will risk the friendship Come on, Come because on. they really care about you and Come want on. to see you succeed. Yes, yes. So if you are a real friend, your friendship has been tested. Come on. A point yes. where it should have ended, it started growing even growing. more. Yes. That's what friends do. Friends always look out for the best benefit of the person. But you have to see yourself. You are meant to be seen. You are meant to be heard and you are meant to be loved. Yes. You are not meant to be on an island by yourself. No, you're not, you're not going to survive. You're going you're gonna to be handicapped yes. in your development if you don't allow people to come into your life. You remember this is cabin thinking. Yes. I'm by myself. Nobody loves me. I'm unworthy. I'm helpless. Yes. Nobody cares about me. Everybody does it better than me. You got to be careful of yes. what is roaming through your mind uh -huh. that you're not addressing. And you and what happens is you need to reach out. There's always a responsibility in our lives that we have to do. And that reaching out is part of it. We were meant for a community. I think it's Hebrews 10, 25, like forsake not the assembling of yourselves. And we see how important that is now. But it's sad to say that things have to be taken away from oh. us. To actually take the to actually see the value. Yes, now you yes. see the value of people testifying about miracles. On, you see on. the value of being in the atmosphere yes, and the yes. fullness and the presence of God. Yes. You see the benefits of, of hugging a brother or a sister. Uh -huh. You see all these benefits now that they've been taken away from you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. But we are here for each other. What we think shapes our lives. So we have to be careful. And some of us are in relationships that we really need to drop. It's amazing how we will hold on to the toxic 
and release the good Come stuff. Right. You have that's to release right. the toxic. You yes. have to know yes. what's good for you, yes. what's bad for you. Is it improving you? Is it sharpening you? Is it pushing you closer to Christ? You have to know when something is toxic for you and Amen. when something is healthy and God will never steer you wrong. No, he Just no, he don't ignore him. Yeah. Yeah. We were built to be seen in love. We need people to help us on this journey. We need people. Relationships are essential. They're not optional. You don't have the option of thinking I'm going to be a friend or I want friends to come in my life. Uh This is something that's innate that you need. Everybody needs a friend. And even if you're married, you still need a friend. Even if you got your kids, you still Still need need a friend. Thank you, Jesus. We need people to help us in this journey. Relationships are essential. Distraction keeps us from seeking the help of God. Second, the enemy shames. He put, you know, we, some of us, we have some things that we never talked about. And let me tell you, I think it was Bishop that said, everything grows in the dark, but we yes. need some things in our lives that we are ashamed of. We, we thought it and it was wrong. Mm-hmm. We need to talk to somebody talk about to that. Somebody you about need it. to pray about who yes. to talk to yes. because evidently you can't handle it by yourself. Come on, come on. You need to, your slate should be clean every single day. Yes. We know what's coming to mind. We know what we're entertaining. We know what we're yielding our power to. And if you don't have the energy to fight it, if you don't have the know-how to fight it. Ask for a friend. Pray, God, put the right people in my life, God. Put the right person in my life. Let the person, fill the person's mouth with just the right words that I need. See, God is God's idea to two and three. Where there are two and three, I'm in the middle. So everybody needs somebody and it's okay. It's okay to be needy. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. All right. We're suffering in isolation. Here are some terrorizing thoughts. If people knew what I've done, they wouldn't want nothing to do with me. If people saw who I really am, they run the other way. If people knew the thoughts I'm capable of thinking, they'd evict me from their lives and the church. Why would I bother people with my problems? I can handle this. What good? Will it do to let someone in anyway? They are going to hurt me just like the people in the past. I ain't got time for the drama. Church folk are phony. I'll just play it safe and mind my own business. These are the things that we have rationalized not having true, authentic relationships. We have allowed these thoughts, these excuses, these safe places, what we what, what we think is safe to keep us in the excuse of not fostering true relationships, to keep us away from the people of God. Yes. If you're one of those people that after church, you hit your car, you got some problems. You're going to need those people that you're running away from one day. I promise you. I promise you. Our insecurity feeds our isolation which turns into lies that we are worthless and nobody really cares about us. Now look at this setup. Yes. You isolated yourself, 
but you still are accusing the people that's ready to help you as not, for not being there. My Isn't mom. that crazy? That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yes, but I've done it. Mm-hmm. All right. The lie. I can solve my own problems. Uh-huh. That's, That's, a a lie. Lie. That's a lie. The devil then builds walls that separate us from the very people that can help liberate us. If you are angry at someone today without personal experience, then repent. And then you got to realize, and I say that because some of the people that can really help you, the Satan has already accused them or attached you to people to actually accuse those people of something so it will block your relationship. And that just might be the one person person. that can speak into your life and deliver, deliver a word from the Lord. Uh So you got to be careful about secondhand relationships. Shame leads to isolation. Isolation leads to loneliness and loneliness leads to depression. Yes. Depression. What is it that you don't want people to know about you? Uh-huh. Anything left in the dark, we already said, grows. grows. Yeah. How long will you be taunted by Satan and your past failures? And you'll be surprised. Are you the married man that has these thoughts of, what if I'm with that lady? Are you the married woman that says my husband ain't this and my husband's not that and you're entertaining a relationship at work, but you think you got it under control? You know, all of these thoughts is what needs to be exposed. The lie lie needs to be resolved. It needs to come under the power of the Holy Spirit. But see, these are the thoughts that then lead to shame, which means that Oh, oh, I can't say anything because this you you're oh. gonna judge me. You're gonna think bad about me, and I'll never recover if I'm truly transparent. But there is no victory, there is no deliverance if you cannot be completely authentic. Completely authentic. Our emotions are running the show. Uh-huh. Feelings and emotions cannot be trusted. Yeah. One of the first things, you know, I had to get a counselor um, uh-huh. from some of the a whole lot of the stuff that I was going through. I, I just couldn't process it anymore. Uh-huh. And he, one thing that he told me was, Danielle, you can never trust your feelings uh-huh. or your emotions because uh-huh. they lie. They lie. And yeah. then he made me come up with proof of how, how I was feeling. Come on. But... I mean, this time it ended up being true, but I can tell you a lot of times when my feelings and my emotions lied to me, they lied to me. And these were my best friends. You know, we call it gut, Mm -hmm. but that, no, it was my feelings and my emotions driving me crazy. One of the most powerful words in the dictionary is the word help. Help. Sometimes you just don't, sometimes you... You can't actually articulate what's going on. But if you can just walk up to one of your brothers and sisters and say, help, Help. pray for me. Help. I can't tell you what's going on, but pray for me. I need you. I need somebody to intercede Uh for me. Uh Help. If you can pick up your phone sometimes, some of y'all at home right now need to text somebody and say, help. Pray for me. I can't divulge it. And if they are real sister and brother, all they're going to do is pray. Yes. Now, if you keep calling them, they might ask you, what's going on? But if you call somebody and just say, text help if you yes. need help, yes. text it. Yes. 
Text it. This is the time. We are setting a new norm. And if you are used to suffering and silence, this is time for you to set a new norm. Open your mouth. Yes, you are a man, but you can still speak your feelings. You can still receive healing. Healing is not just for women. Men need to be healed too. Men need to open up. They need to tell about those things in their Uh past. They Uh need to be healed from the man that wasn't there for them. Women need to open their mouths. They need to share the story. Help. I'm tired of these thoughts. Uh And then these thoughts are beginning other thoughts that are not even supposed to be there. Yes. Because you're trying to drown out these voices that's screaming at you. But you need help. Help. It's time to come clean. 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 How can you say that you're in God and you have been liberated? And then you live with these thoughts that are driving you crazy. It's time to be completely free. And this is hindering our testimony. It's hindering our walk with Christ. It is time to come clean. Some of you singles that's in this house right now, you need to call somebody and text somebody and say, help. Help. These thoughts are coming. uh, Some man might call you out the blue. Whatever the case is, call for help. Help. You got back up. Call for help. But I want you to really understand you are meant to be known and it's okay. It doesn't, you know, we're so afraid of looking weak until we live weak. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of looking weak, but we, but our lives keep telling on us. Mm -hmm. So we have to get to the place of power and just say, it's okay to be weak. I need help. I'm not okay. And it's okay. It's okay to be weak. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, you know that you're meant to be known. That's why you put on your six inch heels. That's why you put on your makeup. That's why you, that's why you buy clothes. That's why some people spend past their needs because they want to be known. And let me tell you something that I miss. I miss seeing when I walk through the doors of Redeemed Assembly, I miss seeing the greeters. I miss seeing Norma Long with her big smile on her face saying, you look beautiful. I miss Charles Lynch saying, you made my prayer list this week and I prayed for you. Now give me a hug. I miss Cleveland saying, oh, you can make it. You're going to make it. Good to see you. I miss those things. It makes me feel like I'm known. And you got to realize that you sometimes when we're on our way to church, we done got beat up the whole ride. And I live a long way from the church. But when I can pull up to the church and see my brothers and sisters and know that I fell on the heart of someone and know that someone is there to give me a hug, give me a give give me a compliment or anything. That's the inside of you saying, I want to be known. And it's okay. It's okay. But I miss that. Or maybe you're the person that misses the big bear hug from Bishop or a lady in the hospitality room say, baby, how are you doing? All of that stuff matters. But can you imagine us just living life invisible? 
saying the devil has convinced you that nobody sees you. Nobody cares about you. Look at that. And then he sits there and accuses the people of God saying, look at them. They didn't even see you. They didn't even talk to you. You're not even known. If you disappear from this church, nobody would care. Those are the lies of the devil. Or if you don't go to redeem, he's trying to convince you that your church does not care about you. The whole thing is to separate me from my strength. Yes, yes, yes. My church, you better not talk about my church. My church is my bloodline. My church is my hospital. Because yes. I be sick a lot of days. I might not look like it, but I be sick a lot of days and I be needing the nurses, which is my sisters and my brothers. And I need the doctor, Dr. Jesus. And I need the word of God. And it's okay. You know, I just learned that last year. I just learned that. That's why I can tell it to you. Yes, you may have tried before and you may have had a painful betrayal. You may have been rejected. You may have been lied about, but it's worth it. Love is worth it. Painful betrayal keeps you from engaging with your family. Some of us don't even know how to really love our families. Are you even transparent with your wives and your husbands and your kids are your kids transparent see all of this stuff this this stuff that we refuse to address transfers to generations to to generations and generations and now my kids don't know how to really say what they mean and feel or are they just saying what they think you can handle but suffering in silence, suicide is on the rise. Mm. Suicide, depression is on the rise. Oh so we got to be careful that we're healed, that we don't transfer our pain and our suffering. Because even when we give advice, we're giving advice from our experience. And if you're the type of person that has been hurt and abused and neglected and you feel this way, you're going to tell your kids, you're going to advise your kids the same way so they won't have authentic relationships. And I'm telling you this, um, relationships are scary. They they really are scary. So I'm not telling y'all to jump out on the ledge tonight and just call everybody and tell them, I need help. You know, I'm saying, you know, you need to pray about this thing. You need to pray about it. But love is worth it. Freedom is worth it. And I'm going to share a little story about my life. Mm-hmm. So before, you know, I, I started, you know, doing some things and then they, they mentioned the cuss word and the cuss word to me was networking. And I was like, networking? I don't want to do no mess like that. You know, I don't even know what to do when I come in the room. Now, I'm already have a large presence. Uh-huh. I'm extremely tall and I'm, I'm left and with. You can't ignore me, but to walk in a room, I, when I say, when I say I went through changes, you know, I'm driving up to the place. I'm going to try to look, try to look my best, but I'm just like, uh, what am I supposed to say to these people? You know, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? When I say I felt handicapped by that word networking, I felt handicapped. And I walk in a room and I don't know what to say. And people just start questioning, how tall are you? Oh, I like this. And I like this. And I'm like, oh, my God, when is this going to be over? You know, and I'm just like, I don't really want to meet people. You know, I'm the type of person. I promise you, I'm the type of person that, you know, my best friend can be an electronic. I promise you. Then comes something that you need people. And I, you know what I did? I didn't succumb to not going to network. I kept going until I could get to a level of comfort 
where I can genuinely talk to people without feeling that crush of networking uh-huh. people. Yeah. No, I can't do this. This hurts too bad. I would go places with Delmar and Delmar, you know, everywhere I went, people already knew who I was. They could find me in a room and I don't know nothing about these people. But then my fear was, but what about when you leave me over there talking to somebody and you go talk to all of these people and I'm just in the corner looking stupid. So I'm just like, oh my God, no, man, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And you know, so the networking really helped with that. But I'm going to tell you, when he passed was when I realized how important relationships were. When somebody is your all of your entertainment, they are everything to you. They're your best friend. They are everything to you. And all of a sudden they're gone. Mm. Then you see the importance of people. Yes, yes. Now, I'm going to tell you how this networking paid off. Because I have been networking, I was able to, the pain got so bad. So I literally started taking people to lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. And I called them. I was like, I got to get out of the house. Are you available for dinner? And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I mean, gosh, don't I look needy? So I'm fighting myself because it's something that I need, but I don't want to ask for it. And I'm like, gosh, I got to get out of this house because I feel like I'm right on the edge of insanity. So I got to do something to counteract the way I feel and to counteract What's trying to chase me down? Yeah. And I was like, can you can you please come? I, some of y'all are on here. I was like, hey, can I meet you for dinner? Can, can we go to lunch? Can we do anything now? I'm going from resisting all of that stuff to now asking for it. Come on, so it was on. just a whole nother world to me. I'm like, oh my God, this is, but they don't think I'm needy. But I couldn't care at that point. I needed somebody to yes. help me. Yes. And, yes. and you know, and a lot of y'all are out there, but you never know what a text means at the right time. The right time. You know, when God lays you on somebody how hard mm-hmm. and then they text you. And right when you feel like you were about to yes. lose it, somebody texts you and say, I'm praying for you. Oh, and God, all God. of a sudden you feel strength Yes. Come from somewhere that you never imagined. So, you know, I had those people to just call. And I mean, it just kept coming. And it was a text. It was a card. It was flowers and texts and a card and flowers. And it was gifts. And people sent me books. And, you know, it was so many things being sent to me for at least three months straight every mm. single day. I got something. But when you get low enough mm. and and a friend comes through, mm. I don't mean somebody that wants something from you, but your genuine interest is yeah. at their heart. It's priceless. Yeah. So I am so happy for my church family. Yeah. I am so happy, you know, because, you know, I've had my bout, you know, with church people and you have to, oh, you know, come you've on. had people to disappoint you. You have had people to, that you put your trust into 
that they failed you or they accuse you of stuff, or maybe you're that person that every time you reach out to somebody, your words get, they, they twist all your come words on, around and then there's the epidemic. Just stay away from those people, but relationship is worth it. Yes, it's yes. worth it. You can't make it without it. We can't control how people respond. That's one thing you're, when you're, when you start about friendships, it's something you can't control. Mm-hmm. But I do tell you this, you know, even now, some of those relationships didn't last. But do I regret reaching no, out? No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. It was perfect. And you got to keep your pain isolated. Yes. Keep it isolated. That was that person. That's not everybody. And that's what I mean by isolating it. Keep it isolated. That person failed you, but everybody didn't fail you. Somebody in the church hurt you, but the whole church didn't hurt you. You got to keep your pain isolated. Keep it isolated. Don't make your one person, don't make the minority the majority because you're going to miss out on something very meaningful. Now, another thing that my doctor told me was you got three circles. You have three big circles. So I want you to think about one big circle, then another circle inside of it, and then another small circle inside of that. And the outside layer as those people that you may just go to the movies with, you may just kick it with, nothing deep. You know, you know, I know you, we just, we just kick it. We just have a good time. And then there's another ring on the inside of that. And those are the people that have the potential to enter into a closer relationship with you or go back into the outer layer. So those are the people that they might know a little something about you. They might like know that you like strawberries and you like this, you know, they're they're still kind of surface, still kind of surface, but they are a little closer to you than the people that you just kick it with. Okay. And then there's your inner circle. Those are the people that tell you the truth whether you want to know it or not. Those are the people that's going to pray for you. Those are the people that know your weaknesses. They know your strengths. They don't allow you to do what you feel like doing. They keep addressing you by your destiny. Mm -hmm. These are the people that are your inner circles where you trust what they're saying out of love. You don't question their motives. They can tell you whatever they want to tell you and you may get mad. But at the end of the day, they loved me. Okay. And Bishop said, Peter, James, and John. Okay. So, you know, and Jesus had his inner circle. But did did Jesus cancel anybody? Did Jesus still address those people's needs that came up to him? Yes. But he had an inner circle. And you need somebody to know you transparently. Yes. You need somebody that you don't put on with, that you just... You are completely yourself. You yeah. need those people. You need them in your life. But all three layers are necessary. Necessary. Remind yourself, all three of them are necessary. So you need your people that you can just kick it with. Then you need your people that you can talk about some real stuff with. But then you need some people that you just necking in front of. Uh-huh. So you need all three of those levels. All of them are necessary. Even in the betrayal, God is still working. Yes, he is. 
Somebody can betray you and my God, how can God use anything? When he says all things work together to them that love the Lord, all things work together. Even when your enemy is setting up traps for you, they will work for you if you love the Lord. So why not try a relationship? I have nothing to lose. And when you learn to be transparent, you really have nothing to lose. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, I told you that I used to drink. And... What can you do with the truth? The problem is is that you don't tell the truth and the truth is killing you. But I I love the transparency of some of the testimonies that have come. And I'll never forget one of our sisters sharing her testimony about having alcohol. And man, that thing touched my heart. I could see the freedom as she was saying it. That's right. That I don't have to do this in silence anymore. I can I can actually denounce this thing and be free from it. Yeah. So you know, don't miss out on your freedom trying to look good. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. But all things work together. All things. Now, in these relationships, we're not talking about manipulation. I don't want to be your friend to manipulate you. I want to be your friend because I love you. I'm not trying to get nothing from you. I'm trying to give something to you. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful. You got to show up being your whole self. So, you know... I'm a special person. Them always told me I was special. And my mom told me I'm special. I am a very special person. And if you do know me intimately, you know I'm very special. But you have to, you have to know that I do mean good. I really do. But I am the person that while everybody, if you, if you, if you fall or you break a chair or something, I am the person in the corner laying on the floor laughing. I want to make sure you're okay, but it has to come out. But somebody else may be offended by that. So that's why you got to know the people in your circle. Serious moments going funny happen to me in my life all the time, but I try to compress it because I don't want to be offensive, but I have to leave and get it out. Stuff like that, you know? You just have to trust the motive. And that's why I say, and even before you go to tell a person the truth, imagine yourself being on the other end of that truth. You know, you have to make sure, reaffirm that you know that I love you. Before you tell somebody just a blatant truth or the hard truth, just be careful and say, now I want you to know that I really do love you. I really do love you. And then tell them the truth and then reaffirm the love again. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we got to tell the truth. If you have a problem asking for help, what I want you to do is before Sunday hits, I want you to ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with hiding stuff, you need to find that person that you can divulge all of the lies that Satan has in your life. You really need to find somebody. Pray about it. Pray about it. I'm telling you, God will open up the way. Pray for opportunities. So some of you got some some toxic relationships. Pray for opportunity, but you need to get out of there. If it's not right for you, it's not right for you. Get out of it and give God and the people of God a chance. Everybody deserves a chance. Give people what you want and you will never lack anything. Iron sharpeneth iron. Yes. If it's hard, you need it. You need it. And you're never going to be the same person on the other side of this. I thank you for listening to me. And I hope that you were blessed in some type of way. Relationships are just as important as the Holy Spirit. You need 
meaningful relationships. Amen. We praise the Lord. Didn't you enjoy that inspiring teaching and being able to share of herself? Most people are not willing to do that. They like to look good. But isn't it good to have somebody that can be transparent and let you know you're not on an island by yourself. We all have the same things in common. So don't just hear this teaching and don't do anything about it. Amen. Let's do it. Let's reach out of yourself because you got a gift inside of you that the devil is keeping you from it because you think you're not good enough. God don't disuse perfect people. He used people that have flaws. I told you about Peter, right? Cussed and said he didn't know him, but he preached the first message on the day of Pentecost. Coming from the grave, it was a woman who was a prostitute that announced he is not here, he is risen. And it was the woman at the well that went out and won a whole city. You got what it takes. Expose that thing that's trying to hinder you and let God bless you. Amen. You got it. And I think that Sister Branch did a beautiful job of, we can be transparent. I can know the worst about you and I can still love you. That's what it's all about. That's what a real friend is. Know the worst about them and still love them. And as she was talking about the circle, amen, you have those outer circle, the inner circle, then you have those three, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, 12 disciples. But when it got down to the fine point, it was Peter, James, and John. Those was the inner circle. Those are the one that he carried up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John. Were they perfect? (laughs) Not all that. They were not perfect, but they was who Jesus needed. He's the law from glory and needed our inner circle. What about us? God bless you. And we're going to be back on Sunday morning.